So today's episode is actually part three in our series of transforming your sales strategy to a post-COVID world. And this episode, we dive into a really important topic. So grab that journal or notebook and take some notes and follow along. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. I'm Sid Meadows, and I'm a certified professional coach, and my focus is on high performance and growth and helping my clients move into action. I'm a personal and professional development junkie, an avid podcast listener and reader, and my passion is all things contract interiors. In this podcast, I'm going to provide you with information, education, ideas, and tools to help you in your personal life, your business, and our industry. So let's have some fun and welcome to the Trend Report Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Trend Report Podcast. I'm glad you're here today. And today is another installment, actually the third installment of our series about transforming your sales strategy to a post-COVID world. So I'm glad you're here for this conversation with just you and I as we continue talking about this very important topic. Now, if you haven't listened to the two previous episodes, please go back and listen to them. We'll drop the links to both of those episodes in the show notes for you so that you can click on it real easily and listen. But we're going to dive right in today talking about the third element, which is really something that's going to help you create the most effective sales team. And that, my friends, is enablement. And really, I think to create the most effective team, you have to establish your sales team to be effective, which really means you need sales enablement to become part of your overall strategy and plan. So what is sales enablement? Well, sales enablement is the process of providing the sales organization with the information, content, and tools to help them sell more effectively. The foundation of sales enablement is to provide salespeople with what they need to successfully engage the buyer throughout the buying process. Now, this concept is actually relatively new and really has not made its way into our industry just yet. And again, going back to a previous episode, I believe that this is really driven by how we currently sell, which is we're a product-centric industry. You see, sales enablement actually focuses more on the buyer than the salesperson. And it's important to be sure that you provide sales with the resources that the buyer needs and wants. You know, as we continue talking about this, I want to give you a quick example. What does your prospective client need or want right now? It's a really good question, right? Well, if you answered information about strategies to bring employees back safely to work or to the office or trends in corporate real estate or implementing remote work strategies or leading and equipping remote teams, then you're absolutely correct. These topics and these issues and many more or at this, they are at the center of concern right now for our customers. And these questions are exactly what your sales teams need to be prepared to answer, to have strategic solutions for, and be able to talk about. So why is this important? Well, sales enablement delivers a really compelling benefit. It allows a large number of salespeople to achieve quota in a scalable 
predictable and repeatable fashion. Another way to put it is that it's designed to democratize the sales organization so that you're no longer dependent on a handful of superstars to drive your overall revenue goals. Sales enablement really plays a key role in scaling your sales organization beyond that handful of overachievers. It provides all salespeople with the best practices, knowledge, tools, and resources required to be successful. Imagine, just for a minute, the impact to your sales team and the impact that your sales team could have if they were all armed with the same powerful knowledge, resources, and tools. Now, another key reason why this is important is that companies with sales enablement as part of its culture and daily practice see a 15% increase in their win rates. Now, think about that for just a minute. What does a 15% increase in your sales mean for you and your organization right now, this very minute? So, how is enabling your sales team implemented and practiced? How do you do this? Where do you start? Well, there are a few basic principles that you need to really understand as we move forward. So I'm going to go through these in order. Okay, there are five of them. Define and declare specific objectives for your program. At a high level, your program should focus on helping salespeople sell more effectively. Now, this starts with providing them with everything they need to engage and convert buyers. Make the buying experience the foundation of sales enablement. Given that sales enablement is about empowering salespeople to engage the buyer, it really makes sense that you would want to make the buying experience the cornerstone of your efforts. Create and use high quality content. Content is literally the force multiplier of most sales organizations. Now, this is things like blog posts, white papers, webinars that really allow salespeople to deliver a lot of value to potential buyers in a scalable, controllable way. In fact, good salespeople are now using content as a crutch, preferring to let the content do the talking. The number four, and you're going to like this one because I've talked about it in the last two episodes, Make sales training an always-on continuous effort. Sales training is a big part of sales enablement. And this is where salespeople learn how to sell more effectively. We could talk on and on about that one. And I won't spend a lot of time there, but it is so very important to do training for your salespeople. Now, I want you to also, number five, is to be sure that salespeople are leveraging what you provide them. Even the best sales enablement programs can die a quick death if no one is watching how sales uses what's provided to them. It is critical as sales leaders and sales management that you enforce the use of best practices, content, and tools within your sales organization. So, who actually owns this process called sales enablement and how does it actually get deployed? Well, sales enablement should actually be jointly owned by both sales and marketing. There are a few simple organizational rules that can help you structure your program. First, 
both sales and marketing must collaborate on what resources are needed for the program. They got to collaborate to come together with what's really needed. Now, common resource requirements will include things like content, conversation guides, and sales training. Now, second, marketing is usually responsible for creating a majority of this content and information. Third, marketing should actually bear most of the responsibility for training the sales organization. And finally, it's up to you and it's up to sales management to make sure that the sales enablement program is in fact being put into practice. Okay, that's all great. And the next question I'm sure that you're asking is how? How do you do this? So let's take a look at actually how you make this work. Obviously, as we talked about, sales and marketing must work together. And if you don't have a true marketing person as part of your staff right now, that, my friends, is your first step. Hire them. In today's environment, marketing is one of the most critical things that you need to be focused on. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Now, once your sales and marketing teams are aligned, you have to define your goal for the process. And basically what this does is it allows you to be able to create the content. Next, you need to ensure that you have and are effectively using a CRM. The platform at the end of the day does not matter as long as you have one and that it's being used daily. Obviously, there's some really good tools out there like Salesforce and Pipedrive, and I could go on and on with the CRMs that are available, but make sure you've got one and that it's being used effectively every day by your team. Next, and I'm really passionate about this one too, if you don't already have it, you really need to implement a coaching culture with your sales leaders and your salespeople. Now, what this means is this is weekly accountability for their activities by pro- and providing them support, guidance, and feedback along with much more. Basically, what it means is that you have to coach and in- actively engage your teams. Then from there, you need to set up metrics to measure your progress and your success so that you can continue to adapt and move forward. So really quickly, let me recap the how components of this. Hire a marketing person if you don't already have them. Define your sales enablement goals and the process. Install and use an effective CRM. Implement a coaching culture with your team and track your progress. So let's keep going here. So sales enablement is about you not only delivering, but also controlling the message that your market and your customers hear about you and your organization. Statistics indicate that before you ever meet a prospective customer, over 70% of them actually know who you are and they have either researched you or your company. Be sure that you know what they're finding and do your best to be the one to provide the information and to control the message. I mean, we all use Google on a regular basis. I'm sure if you stopped right now and said, how many times have I Googled something this morning or today, whatever whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this, you probably couldn't count on one hand how many times you've actually used Google. 
Don't underestimate, friends, that our customers are doing exactly the same thing or our potential customers are doing exactly the same thing. And they're not only Googling you and your name, they're Googling your company. And if you've talked about your products, they're the products that you sell. Another really good example of Google um, is that a lot of prospective buyers will actually look up your company on Glassdoor. So have you researched what your current and former employees have posted about you on this website? If not, you should start there for sure. Now through sales enablement, or excuse me, though sales enablement is similar to a popular role in our industry right now, which is called customer experience, true sales enablement happens well before the client actually becomes a customer. So this is about reaching the, the client or the prospect well before they actually buy something for you from you. So let me give you a couple of quick examples of how you might make this work right now. So the first one will be to provide value to your potential customers. And what I mean by this is when you're posting on social media or running an ad or, you know, whatever you're doing to engage your customer, make sure that the posts that you're creating, that it's relevant, especially now. There are a lot of really important um, topics that we can be talking about without selling anything in particular. Now, make sure your message is clear. So, Whoever you're talking to, make sure it's really clear that this is who you're talking to and how, whatever it is you're offering them, how it's going to help them. And I want to also encourage you that as you are trying to drive people to engage with you on social media and get them to go to your website, be sure that any type of call to action that you might use gets the golden ticket of automation, if you will, which is the customer or the prospect's email address. So give them a way to actually opt in with you so that you get their email address and that you can follow up with them. It's much better than just an IP address and a cookie, if you will, because I know we all have accepted the cookies in almost everything that we go to, which cookies allow for retargeting through social media, but an email address allows for very specific targeting and specific follow-up with that customer. Now, let's talk about what not to do. And I know you're not going to like this, and people do it every day, and I cannot tell you how many posts that I see on social media and other places and emails that I get from people that are doing this. And so, I'm going to say it, don't sell. Going straight to the sale may work for the short term, but in the long term, it dilutes your brand and causes your clients and prospects to disengage with you. If all you're doing it through sales enablement, through social media channels, is selling them something over and over and over again and not providing any value to them, then you're going to lose your customers. If you're 100% focused on getting them to buy right now, you're not providing any value. You want to be sure that call to actions are limited when you're talking to your customers, but most importantly, you got to make sure that you are adding value to them. I don't want you to get me wrong. I know that you probably are saying, oh, well, shoot, Sid, we have success every time we run an ad for our $99 task chair. The question to ask yourself is, what are you missing out on? What customers have scrolled right past you because that's all they see from you is you trying to sell, sell, sell. Okay, so I want to give you a three-pronged a three strategy, if you will. This is really quick. 
when you're posting on social media, and social media is just one component of sales enablement, so don't get me wrong, but I want to give you three things to consider or a guideline, if you will. It's broken into three components when you're posting on social media. In a course of, let's just say, a two-week period, you post 10 times on social media trying to drive traffic to you or your company or to your website. Six of those posts should be about awareness of your brand, who you are, and what you do. Three of those posts should actually include a call to action or a CTA, getting the client to engage with you or the prospect to engage with you, download the report that you post, view a case study that you put on the website. Three call to actions and one sale. So it's a 631 strategy with 10 posts over two weeks, six awareness, three call to action, and one sale. I can tell you right now, if you truly pay attention to your social media and you look at your competitors or your manufacturers or your business for that matter, or your friends and their business, it's just the opposite. We do six sales, little to no call to actions, and maybe one awareness about our brand, about industry-related topics or information that can help our potential clients. So again, it's a 631 strategy. All right, so let's wrap this up, okay? So incorporating a digital, a sales enablement strategy into your business will not be easy, guys, but it's necessary. The primary reason businesses invest in sales enablement is to improve the quality of their customer engagement. But it all starts with marketing and brand awareness. Give your salespeople what they need to create a competitive edge for you and for them. They need to be able to move quickly, think fast, and have access to content wherever business takes them, especially right now. Keep your sales team's requirements at the forefront of your content development and management. And customer engagement is essential to getting the most out of your sales enablement investments. Okay, so that wraps up our third episode in the series about transforming your sales strategy to a post-COVID world. So our last strategy will come in a couple of weeks and we're going to talk about digital. I'd be really interested to learn what your thoughts are about incorporating sales enablement. So shoot me a message, um, go out to the website and drop a comment on this particular post. Shoot me any questions that you might have as well and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you get the notification of when the next final podcast in this series is launched in a couple of weeks. Thanks for being here and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of the Trend Report Podcast. I'm glad that you're here and I hope that you got some amazing value out of today's conversation. For more about our podcast and this episode and our other episodes, please visit my website at sidmeadows.com. We look forward to seeing you next week and go out there and make today great.